are live. Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to the author, our book launch author interview series. And today we are talking to the extraordinary, magical Nicole Magic. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Doris. Hello, everybody. So nice to be here. It is so nice to have you here. So really, I just want to kind of just chat about just the journey to get here, to, to share your story. And I know you shared some things yesterday on our, our bigger book launch thing, but just as an author and as stepping into this and as a leader in, in your field and, you know, revealing more of your story, you know, what was that journey like for you? It was very different than anything I expected. And I guess I don't really expect a lot of things, so I didn't know what to expect. And I just like allowed everything to just unfold. And um, I stayed aware of the process and how I was feeling throughout. So there were times where I went back and I read, oh, what did I, what did I write the last time? If there was a little space in between, what did I write? Where did I end off? Where do I pick up? And reading some of those things, I was able to look even yet again with a new perspective on those things where even some some things that were locked traumas or whatever just released that were already released just looking back and really having compassion for the the little child and being able to to look at it in a very different way saying I I was looking at it like this then, and I even released that. So releasing what it meant to carry it, but releasing at that moment. So it was a different type of release. So there was a lot of emotional rises that came up to, to make me aware and conscious of the, the, the compounded effects that these types of things have, not just for me, but for the reader out there. So... Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that is so great for you to say because um, you're, you're bringing your story forward and you're being in a conscious state of, yes, this is my story. Yes, someone's going to read it. And how do I want it to impact as they're reading it? You know, and you mm -hmm. and you do, you have all that going on in bringing it out. And, you know, my my process is to have everybody write their story from their soul and just not get in the headspace, um, cause that just doesn't bring out the true story that needs to be told. And you you practice really an embodiment of beingness anyway in the work that you do. So how was that even with going in? And, and, and because you did have to travel back to tell your story. Yes, I traveled back to different periods of my life and different situations that happened and the the style that I chose was kind of I, I'm hoping that it conveys across where I'm a very layered person so when people interact with me or work with me there's this layering effect that I meet you where you are and if you come back at a different time even the same exact thing the same exact class would impact you a different way because you're I'm meeting you where you are now again mm. and so with the way that I wrote my stories 
it was hopefully the reader will will feel like I'm sitting right there having a conversation, reflecting back on things and telling the story in the way that I felt it at the moment, but then being able to show you how I look at it now so that I can show you how to shift your mindset in whatever situation that you're going through, whether it's similar or completely different, that you will be able to see things from another perspective. Because my clients laugh a lot because when I, as soon as I say, well, can we look at it a different way? Or how about if we look at this from a different angle or, or from a, a different perspective? And they all laugh because they know what's coming next is, is that shift. And they welcome that shift, but it's still funny because it's like, oh, there it is. There are the famous words. So I need a t-shirt on that. <laughs> yeah, you should get the t-shirt. Well, I know you were very instrumental in me um looking at you know looking at the fact that our book didn't actually um launch on Tuesday and it's in a divine delay and I use the word delay you added divine to it and it made it that was my soul really was like yes you're absolutely right and we don't know why and it's okay to not know why. And so I, so you use some of your magic even supporting me in our book launching. And so I can see how, you know, what's the right word? How it's really like a deep excavation of soul work that I believe, you know, that you're tapping in with your clients to support them in the shift. Yes. It's so layered sometimes where it comes up as a thought and a feeling, our beliefs, right? Our beliefs affect whatever we adopted as a belief. It's not necessarily true. And sometimes we even think, well, I know that's not true, but really the hook is in our emotions. And it's so embedded into our core that it's like hooked right into that heart. And even though we can say, I really don't believe that, but yet at this emotional level you do, and that's why it holds you back. So, you know, the work that I do is very deep because it, once it's released and erased forever, oh my gosh, the, the transformations that happen, I am so grateful to be in the position that I'm in and working with people that I work with and being able to see that transition happen. And especially, the frustration that sometimes happens right before, right? Because everybody knows when you're having that breakdown, it's right before the breakthrough. And as much as you can hear that, when you experience it and yet have that guidance and that support that just kind of locks in your arms and says, you know what, you've got this. You only need to take two more steps, three more breaths, whatever it is. And then seeing that happen and the whole world open up. It's just, it's phenomenal. And it's like it, it's something new every single time because the that flooding in of that joy and that happiness and that love and that relief with the release is 
priceless, totally priceless. So true, so true. So I've had, you know, a couple of times some people who look at them, look at their lives and, you know, I always say every woman has a story because um, every woman does have a story. Every person really has a story, but, you know, and a woman to not know and appreciate to own her story. What do you have to say to that woman? Because it's so powerful, I think, you utilizing this this project and the books for women to share their story, their transformation story, so that other people can can be trans trans um, transformed. And for a woman to hold on to her story like she's really serving the world. And, and yet she's a person that is out here saying she wants to impact, um, but yet not sharing, you know, the, the thing I was having a conversation with, with my coach and was saying, you know, says it's actually extremely um, greedy of you to not show up, to not share yourself in the world. And why would you be that greedy in that way? That you're just like going to be so caught up in your own fears and insecurities um, and not be willing to be transparent and reveal something that can change another woman's life. Because we've all been changed by people's stories. So what do you have to say about that? Because you did have, you did bring forth some things in your story that you haven't brought forth out into the world yet. Absolutely. And and I think that as we evolve within our stories, within ourselves, with it, when we grow within ourselves, there are certain things that we have these insecurities, right? Because of our beliefs, whatever it is that we adopted or was implanted upon us, we, I, I would say, what are you comfortable sharing? And then just go a little bit over that line just a little bit, find somebody that you can be a little vulnerable with and share something new and see how that feels because it's not an overnight process, right? If we have these things that, that we're carrying with us, these stories that have brought us through hurt and betrayal and distrust or just plain, you know, down on our knees, whatever that is, that's huge. And to be able to overcome that, sometimes women don't look at that as an accomplishment. It's that's where I was and I don't ever want to be there again. And that should be hidden because I'm embarrassed about that. But in reality, that's not the case. Other women especially need to hear those things in order to be inspired and motivated and elevated and empowered to say, oh my God, that person went through that. I can do this too. And it goes in these increments of who do you feel comfortable with? Utilize that and then be an expert on that platform and then push a little farther and push a little farther because guess what happens? I hated my voice. This is, this is one of the things where I hated my voice and that came from that belief that my voice should not be heard, mm. right? Sit right. down, shut up. My voice is not important. What I have to say, nobody cares. No, just be quiet, Nicole. 
Mm-hmm. And moving forward from a very young age, I hated my voice. Yet I found the easiest way for me to study things was to record it and play it as I was falling asleep. And I would subconsciously pick up on most of the things very easily and then be able to, you know, apply that knowledge. And it didn't happen until later in my life. I I had to give presentations when I was a chemist and all kinds of things. And moving into my business, I I was asked to be on radio and TV and, and different platforms where I had to speak and I had to speak to people that I didn't know who was listening or for what. And I kept hearing, Nicole, you have such a beautiful voice. I could listen to you all day. One of my friend's husband said I would listen to her read the phone book. I thought that was hilarious. We joke about that all the time. And at the same time, it made me think like one of my one of my fans that listens to me on my radio shows, TV shows or whatever, he messaged me and he said, "You I could just listen to you all day." Mm. And it struck me at that moment, this was more than 10 years ago. And I said to myself, like, wow, there's got to be something because I keep hearing this. And why do I hate my voice so much? Mm-hmm. So I explored that and I started working through that. And it's really, I got comfortable with something. And then I decided, no, I think I like my voice. Other people like it. I can like it too. I like that other people like it. So that helps me like my voice. People want to hear what I have to say. Changes your mind of what do I share? Right. And then when people say, oh, my God, you've been through this. You're so interesting. I never thought I was interesting. I never thought that I was really anything special. And, And I always would say, well, I'm just a regular person. I'm just a regular person. (laughs) <laughs> and what I meant by that was, you know, we're, we're all on the same page. We're all equal. But my words were saying something else. I'm just a regular person. I'm not anything special. Yeah. And, right? And, and, and people do that all the time. Women do that a lot. And, and so, you know, especially in this space, I mean, I'm really to the point of just this next level of who women are really being and we do not have any time to be really in that kind of state for too long because what we are here to do is needed and someone is waiting for us to show up and you know I think about you know the whole series is is under our don't be invisible be fabulous um you know message And I had to think, you know, that came through a business makeover and, you know, the guys looking to see what I, who I was being and what I was, what I was saying up to that point that I didn't even really know what I was saying. You know, I was just showing up. I was just showing up, but also the depths of me having to grow into that message and knowing when it was really revealed was like the message was initially for me to don't be invisible because you know, you, I I really realized yesterday just came to me in something. I was like, you know, who, who I was as a corporate woman was, you know, and I've always pretty much, because I mean, I've learned to be confident long, long time ago. So I carry that with me as a natural way of being, because it's just, it just got ingrained in my embodiment. 
But also with that, it was a certain vision and a certain way of being too that I was seeing myself as. And I was like, you know, this whole wiggly wobbly journey, especially with this divine delay in this book, um, has brought some things forward that I just hadn't even really considered on, you know, and one of the exercises like, you know, Bob Proctor, I was in thing with Bob Proctor was like, write, um, write who you are, but basically write who you are based on how you think people see you. Like you see yourself, people see yourself, but how do you, how do people see you is really what you're going to define. It's going to be your defining thing. And, and one of mine was extremely, to be extremely powerful, like have a really powerful presence and be able to have people feel that, you know, from behind the screen, in person, anything. When I sat out, I was like, women have to feel my presence virtually or, or you know, you know, all that. Because I didn't know how I was going to get clients when I started this thing. And it was like social media. I was like, well, people are going to have to feel me no matter where they are in the world. And I didn't know how that was going to be. But, and then it was so crazy to be like, I was an embodiment of it. And I think this is, you know, what I'm really wanting women to understand the power of your embodiment of who it is you are saying you are going to be in the world. And then, and then when you're revealing your story, like you have in, in the other seven women in the book, it is, is a defining moment in your life that you decide, will I let this thing that doesn't look like it's like, okay, or is it, you know, what are people going to think about me? Or, you know, when I run this company and will this hurt me, you know, by revealing that and, but it's still the embodiment. So it's like, so do you, are you following me? I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it feels like I'm getting off track wherever I was going. But it's, it's, it's actually like a being of just not being invisible and really owning who you are with revealing your story. That, and, and here I am, this is the sixth book. We got the eighth book is being in the works. I mean, women are writing stories. I'm like, and now I'm finally understanding so much more power in transparency. Yes, that is so key. And when you are saying, what will people think? You know, how will people judge me? That kind of thing. That is, that is definitely something that I speak about a lot where number one, if you are in alignment with who you are, your truth, passion, and purpose, it doesn't matter what people think because they get to live their lives just like you get to live yours. You get to make your choices. They get to make theirs. It's not fair to project what we would do out onto somebody else because it's not your life. Therefore, if you miss somebody, who cares? because they're just not in alignment. There are so many, we cannot be connected to everybody except mm -hmm. in the collective consciousness, right? Which is yeah. meant to include all of the vibrations. So if somebody's vibrating at a rate that's in opposition to what somebody else is vibrating, well, they don't have to come together. 
right? And that's okay. They can, this can stay in this pool and that can stay in that pool. And when this person or, you know, grows into a space, it's just like you, you don't put a first grader and a 12th grader in the same classroom. That first grader has not grown and experienced enough to be able to relate. Yeah. Right? right. So there's, there's that. We have to allow ourselves the grace to all have to be okay with people who say, I don't agree with that. Oh, I wouldn't do it that way. What's the right way? Which way is right? We don't know until we've experienced. And even still, the right way for one person is not the right way for another. Oh, I think that needs repeating because I think that is the biggest lesson for women entrepreneurs to learn on the journey. Because in the be, you know, for me, I know in the beginning, I didn't know how to do a coaching business. And so I relied on the coaches that I was working with and they all had their signature program and they had this way of the, and they just didn't work for me. They weren't working for me. I did everything people were saying to do. And it was so out of alignment. It felt out of alignment. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I gave myself real permission to do things, however, was being downloaded through me that everything changed like overnight. It just was a complete shift. And I was like, oh, you mean all this time I could have been do trusting myself? It was like that. It's that we we all have it. Like there is no right way. There is just your way. And I bet when you were doing it the way that was not in alignment for you personally, that you kept hitting the wall, the wall, the wall, the other wall. And and it, as soon as you shifted into, wow, this feels good and this feels aligned and this is what I really need to be doing. This is the direction that I'm heading in with that clarity and that focus. It just unfolds right before you. And that's how we should be living our lives. Everybody listening, that is exactly how I try to convey everything and, and get people into that space because when you when you're there and you feel that alignment, it's so hard to do anything different. Mm. It is so strong and you get that full body yes or the full body no every single time. And having that clarity and that focus to just steamroll forward in your path, it's crazy awesome. It is literally like I'm taking a step and the floor is meeting my feet. Yes. And you and I here we're living a prime example of that because how these books became to life was when now doing anthology books was on when I was in my business makeover, it was one of the things they added to to the to the to what I could step into. And I was like, okay, cool. I've been a part of somebody's book never thought about creating my own. And then I left it there. You know, I just went on. I was like, okay, I know it's something I could step into. Didn't, in, didn't really intentionally say, let me now start doing these books. What I said was, dear God, what would you have me do next in May of 2015? And I heard in my soul book. 
and I intuitively started to move and take steps that I just did whatever came to me. It was just what got downloaded, I did. And I continue to do that. And I, I laugh about it to this day because I'm like, this is sometimes you get all caught into something when just remember how the books got created and how they still get created where you just literally live in this place of this is, you know, you just, you don't, you won't have any control over it. You just call in the women, you follow the way you're being divinely led to do it for it. That's why it's like to have this book being a divine delay and not recognize it from the beginning when the whole process is very divinely created anyway um is so interesting but you're right it will show itself people don't trust and if you can just trust that you will literally have the steps unfold as you keep taking a step i didn't know what i was doing with book one i was just i had been an author but i hadn't been the compiler but i just followed each step and now here we are talking about book six and then book seven and eight are coming I mean, that is really, literally, when people say that, I know people don't want to believe that, but that really is how it is when you get into that zone of alignment and truth of who it is, who you're here to be, what you're here to create, and how you're here to show it. And it could be like, that was not, as far as, you know, that was not, that was a dream goal that I didn't even know it was a dream goal. Yeah, and I think that you described the process of how, most things unfold for us and create part of our success story, right? Somebody out there needs to hear this, that even when I started, I was working in, in chemistry. And when I started my business uh, over 13 years ago, I was working in chemistry and it was like my side gig that turned into my full-time gig. And how did that start? I was just, I was doing something completely different and doing aura photography and empowering people through reading their auras and stuff like that. But then, and doing small classes and people would ask me, can you teach on this? Well, you know so much about this. Can you teach on that? And I'd say, yeah, I can do that. And I'd put together a class, try it out. And, and then it just evolved and evolved. And all the while I was self-discovering, well, what is it that I really want to be doing? What is it what is it that I am doing through all of these pieces? And I realized I've been empowering everybody. Everything is all about empowerment and really getting people into that space of seeing themselves in a different light, in, in a space in which they know that they can pull through with their strengths and take hold of their dreams. And, and it was like so interesting the first day that somebody said, oh my gosh, do you do private coaching? And a, a yes flew out of my mouth. Yes, I can private coach you. And then as it flew out of my mouth, I said, okay, well, what, what am I supposed to do? And I ended up just having a conversation and finding out pretty much what I do now. I have, I have a, a more defined process with how I bring people through and very strategically. But in those first birthing moments, it was, well, let me discover because I knew how to discover within myself. So let me discover what is it that you want. And I just went from there and helped yeah. that person. And then 
helped another person and then another and another until it got to the point where I think I have to do group coaching and just taking those steps. Like you said, I had the thought, I had the download and then I took the action even as small as it could have been yeah, to just say yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of go, cause I think this is the other piece. And if you could add, from your perspective is in that place, in that zone, in the work you do and in working, the alignment of your thoughts and your feelings and emotions, all of those play a role in the process. It's like, cause I think people sometimes think they have the thought, but then they don't know why it's not happening. And it's really their feelings and emotions are not in alignment with the thought. And so they're really controlling what's happening, but they're not in tune to control their emotions and feel and know their emotions and feelings, um, psychologically, spiritually, all that are speaking out into the universe and really overriding what they think their thought is or what they think they're saying. Because they right. are either could they have two thoughts like they could think they're having a thought for yes, but really they have a, a doubt and a fear and an anxiety around it. So that's the feelings and that's the emotions coming through. So kind of elaborate on that from your from from the way you do your work. Yeah, I can tell a little story on a conversation I had probably about <clears throat> maybe 15 years ago um, with somebody who they it might have been close to when the secret came out or some of those things where I was, there was all these big affirmations, right? Say your affirmations and make it happen. And it's a little bit more complex than that, right? Just wish mm -hmm. it and it comes true. Otherwise we'd all be bazillionaires, right? So <laughs> doing whatever and all these great things. The person had said, you know, I don't, I just don't understand why it's not happening that I say my affirmations and over and over every single day, I put the energy in there and poof, nothing. And there's a couple of different things, right? Because I asked a few questions and really it came down to, <clears throat> well, if we are saying our affirmations and we take that five minutes every morning and we're really putting putting it out there that I am, I'm full of positivity and light and it's such a great day. And then we walk around the corner, stub our toe, ah, expletive. And then one thing after another, spill some coffee and ah, this is a horrible day. And then go down that road of finding every reason to negate everything that you just said and felt and put the energy into and the whole day follows that. Right. Tell me that you're going to manifest that. You're not, because if you believe that certain things constitute a bad day and it will propagate out, you're hung into that space. No matter what you focus on for that five minutes prior to anything else happening. And then there's the other part where we can put these things out there and not take any action towards it, right? If I'm not, if I stub my toe and I expletive 
and and then you know maybe have a grumble in my head and then say oh but you know what today is going to be a great day i have a toe to stub yeah it hurts but i am now aware that the wall was there and not an inch away <laughs> and it's those little things and those little shifting of our mindsets and how we speak to ourselves and you know, if we don't get into that stupid, stupid, I should have done this, not, we don't need to. It was miscalculation, whatever it is. And yet we're human. We get to move on. We get to make a different choice. We get to be whoever we want to be. And so when we think these things and then we don't take the action, it's not going to happen. If we think the thing and then we keep going about the same habitual behavior. It's not going to happen. So I liken it to, oh, I wish that this would magically appear. And let's say it's a treasure chest, right? There's a treasure chest filled with all the good things that I am hoping for. And I go about my day and I walk out that front door and I do the thing that I always do. And I come back and I say, hmm, didn't get that treasure chest. And I Next day, same thing. Walk out that door, come back home. Hmm, no treasure chest. Well, if it's sitting in the backyard and I don't go back out there and find it, it's still there. It's manifested. I just didn't move towards it. Mm, so true. So true. So one of the things that I don't know if you remember what you put down, but when you were doing the finalization of proving your chapter, I, the last thing I asked you is what is your power quote? Do you think, do you remember what you wrote? Ooh, what is my power quote? Because there are so many of them. Do you remember which one it was? Yes, I have it. Cause we'll eventually we'll put this, we're going to, we ask this stuff for it. We, one day they'll be in out in the world in a way to figure out how it won. Cause I, this is what I wanted to keep so I can tie it in to just, having you know you're part of the author family now and so it's like these are going to be things we'll be able to use eventually in a really fabulous way but anyway you said other people's expectations are not your responsibility to fulfill you are responsible for following your true essence and walking in your own divine path and i think that is exactly what we've been talking about yes absolutely i was I couldn't remember if my power quote was one that I said, which is that one, or if it was something that somebody else, it's a quote from somebody else. So thank you. Yeah, that is one of my favorites. And my other one is no one good is good enough. Oh, girl, isn't that <laughs> the truth? That can change the game for so many people and stuff. But um any last things you want to leave or tell anybody about you and your chapter and um, whatever? Yeah, I, I, what I'm feeling intuitively right now is that there are some people out there that have that butterflies in the stomach. Like there's something that's stirring within you. And that means you're activated. There's no going back now move forward, take hold, and just grab on to whatever is going to propel you forward and take that step forward because you deserve it and so does everybody around you. That is so yes. beautiful. 
<laughs> thank you for that. Nicole, thank you so much for believing in our book project, being a part of this journey. I'm so grateful to have you as one of the authors. Thank you. I'm so happy to be able to, you know, that was my way of like dipping my toe in the water and just seeing what happens and just being in that creative space. So I am in the same amount of gratitude and I honor this whole process and wherever it goes. Thank yeah. you. You're very welcome. Well, everyone, but this is going to be a wrap with the, with the interview with Nicole. As soon as we know when our book is available for you to order on Amazon, we will let you know. And until then, remember to don't be invisible, be fabulous. Bye, everybody. Bye.